Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. And welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host and business development manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and our team at Engage, I want to welcome you to our bi-weekly show. Today, we are talking about LinkedIn lead gen pitfalls to avoid. Our LinkedIn guest and expert, she's a best-selling author. She's going to explain how to generate tons of leads with a proven strategy and how to avoid some big LinkedIn mistakes. So stick around for that. And also don't forget at the end of our show today, I'll be sharing our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. And I'm going to invite our guests to stick with me while I introduce that Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week, because I want to get her thoughts on this growth on LinkedIn. Now, before started, I want to mention that all of this incredibly valuable information is brought to you by Engage. Now, I think that you will agree that in today's competitive environment, the key differentiator for all businesses is customer experience. Am I right? Happy customers buy more, they convert faster, and they also remain loyal. So how do you provide your customers with the best possible customer experience? Well, that's where Engage comes into play. Engage is a suite of free forever tools that allow you, I'm going to pop this up on the screen, allow you to optimize your customer experience. So optimizing customer experience, we believe that you can do that via two ways. First is providing convenience for your customers. You can do that using the tools at Engage by engaging with customers where they are. And that could be on your website, or that could be on their mobile device on different social media platforms. So using our Engage tools can help you create a convenient experience for your customer, which then leads to an optimized customer experience. Also building trust is the way that you optimize your customer experience. You can also do that using our tools at Engage.com to personalize engagement and product recommendations. When you do that, you help to build trust and you help to convey the belief that you understand and that you care about your customers' needs and interests. So that, of course, is the essence of trust. And I want you to go ahead at the end of our show, pop over to engage.com, check out our free forever suite of premium conversation, sales, and marketing tools. That way you can help to grow, scale your business, and help provide the optimized customer experience that everybody is looking to have, especially when they do business and want to become loyal customers of yours. Okay. Thank you, Engage, for producing this fabulous show. And it is now time for me to introduce this week's guest expert. She is joining us all the way from Kansas City, Missouri, and her name is Tracy Enos. Hello, Tracy. Hi, Marissa. I'm so happy to be here today. 
<laughs> we are so happy to have you. Now, if you don't know who Tracy Enos is, well, frankly, you need to. Tracy Enos is an endorsed top LinkedIn advisor, a seasoned business coach, best-selling author, and also a single mother of four. I don't know which of those titles is more impressive. <laughs> With 21 years of experience, LinkedIn training, profile makeovers, and consulting is what Tracy does best. And her clients include entrepreneurs, small to mid-sized companies, startup ventures, and business professionals literally globally all over the world from the UK all the way across the pond to Australia and then back to the United States. She is definitely a global force to be reckoned with. In the last nine years, Tracy has consulted thousands of business owners, companies, coaches, authors, service professionals, sales and marketing teams, and entrepreneurs on how to use LinkedIn to generate leads, become the authority in their industry, and stay front of mind with their clients. Her consulting expertise has netted her clients speaking engagements, media attention, guest articles in major publications and trade magazines, and most importantly, millions of dollars in new business. And if that doesn't impress you, Tracy recently fought her way through an accident in 2015 where she sadly sustained third-degree burns, a six-day stint in a burn unit, and five surgeries in only nine months. Just a few months following her painful experience, Tracy went on to write her first article, which was then featured in LinkedIn Pulse, and generated five figures in just two hours of work. After that, all I have to say is you go girl. So I hope you all are excited to hear what Tracy has to share today. She is joining us live from Kansas City, Missouri. I'm joining you live right now from Minnesota. So please, as, as we go through our show, if you have any questions for Tracy about LinkedIn, about your profile, about generating leads, leave those questions in the comment section below. And also share with us where you're joining us from. We are a global show, so we would love to welcome you and know where you're watching from. Tracy, quite the introduction, but wow, like your business experience is incredible. You pretty much have earned the title Queen of LinkedIn. And I'm sorry to hear about what happened to you, but wow, I mean, you're a fighter. And I, I at this point, I think you're pretty indestructible. So way to go. Way to come <laughs> I back. I would say more accident prone. <laughs> Thin indestructible. <laughs> prone. Well, listen, you turned it around, obviously, and 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 made something really amazing happen for you with your article on LinkedIn. So tell us just a little bit more about the path that has led you to become such a highly regarded LinkedIn advisor and someone who, you know, people turn to when they have questions and, and need help with LinkedIn. Well, I kind of got here quite by accident, to be honest. Um, you know, I went to college and wanted to be a veterinarian and realized there was way too much science and I was not going to do it. So 10 years of science was not going to happen. So um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I left college and I didn't finish college and I went back a couple times. I think I have enough credits for a bachelor's degree, but I don't actually have a physical piece of paper. So I went the untraditional route and went to real estate school. I actually sold timeshare first in Branson, Missouri. No. And, yes. And you're not a real realtor, but you're actually selling portions of real estate, you know, like shares in real estate. Anyway, so um, I actually got my license, became a broker and did that for 10 years, along with um, being a, a loan officer for National City Bank in Wells Fargo. 
And then when the financial crisis hit in 08, I lost my job. So National City was one of the banks that didn't get bailed out. And I got laid off and I didn't know what I was going to do. So um, I moved back up here to Kansas City and I couldn't find a job. And then I finally became a broker of a real estate office that with all the foreclosures, the, mm. they capitalized, they did about probably 80% of all the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and HUD foreclosures in the city. Wow. So I managed the office. So it was, it was pretty busy. And then when things improved, she closed her office and did something different. And I went over to Keller Williams and decided that I didn't have a book of business. And this was going to be really hard. I mean, most of my clients were down in Branson. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I tried to dabble in insurance and that didn't work out very well. Um, the leads were expensive and I wasn't closing deals. So my competitors were getting to them before I was. And so um, I went on to LinkedIn and I found a job on LinkedIn uh, for a company, uh, a nutrition company out of San Diego. And um, I started, I had a job. I was promoting, you know, the Costco, the, you know, the samples and stuff. And then, but they have like individual yeah. companies come in. So yeah. we, so this nutrition company had their samples in Sam's and Costco's. So we have like seven of them in the city. And within two weeks, I became lead. And within two months, I was uh, in charge of seven states and 83 stores. Hey, wait, in how many weeks did that happen? In two months. Yeah. Oh, wow. Eight weeks, basically. Yeah. You are sales, all about sales. So now I went from, you know, a person doing the demos, the promos yep. to within two months, I was a field regional manager. You so, see again, you yeah. know, girl. <laughs> and, and you know what? Um, we've got so many people already tuning in. Tracy, I always like to share where they're joining us from. So Larry is saying hello from South America. He's wow. actually in Brazil. Hi, hello, Larry. Larry. <laughs> I'm going to call Larry. He's he's joining the uh, original engagers. You know, we've got a couple people that have been tuning in for all of our mm. shows. So instead of calling him like the OG, we call him the original engagers. And Larry is about to get that title. I think this is like his third or fourth show that he's tuned in for. Connor's joining us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hey, yeah, one of my very first LinkedIn clients was from Philadelphia, the big nice. roofing contractor. So yay, P Pennsylvania. <laughs> And then Ashley is joining us from Mare Island, California. Thank you so much, Ashley. I'm a California girl and I grew up in San Jose and I don't know where Mare Island is at. Oh, that's horrible that I don't know my geography. What's so funny is I saw it. I was like, oh, does that say Marco Island? I'm like, no. Oh, it says Mare Island. Oh, California. I thought the same thing. So Ashley, where is that? Share that. And then Juvelin said she's excited for our talk and she's excited to hear what you have to say. Great. Yay. So, okay, great. So basically I'm already learning. We have a lot in common because I wanted to be either an actress or a marine biologist. <laughs> and I went to college for marine biology. And yeah, after uh, maybe one semester with the microscope up to my eye and the fish and the cells not talking back, I was like, this is not going to work for me for college or for life. Um, so that's interesting, but it seems like you're very... Um, you're almost like a chameleon. It seems like anything you do, you're good at, and you're able to pivot and make it work for you. And, and that's an incredible uh, skill. So I'm not surprised that you now have earned the unofficial engaged title of queen of LinkedIn. So um, <laughs> um, I think somebody else has that title, but you know, for today, I'm okay with it. <laughs> the LinkedIn Lolita. How about that? There we go. Um, Ooh, I like that. Ashley says it's south of Napa. So 
Okay, so wine country. Got yeah, it. and it used to be a naval base, so that's interesting. And I was in the Navy, so I should know that too. <laughs> uh, why am I not surprised you were in the Navy? And then yes. Camila is joining us also from Brazil. Wow, incredible. Wow. Thank you all so much. And I, I'm, I'm actually watching now as the viewership is going up on LinkedIn Live. So let me share with you guys who are watching, if you think what we're about to dive into right now, and I'm going to pop a slide up in a second to show you our show outline. If you think this might be um, something that, you know, your colleagues or friends may be interested in, share the link to this live show with them right now on LinkedIn and let them know to come on over and join us in our interactive talk because we're all about knowledge. Knowledge is power. And while you have Tracy here, this is a great time to get some answers to your very, very important LinkedIn questions. So speaking of LinkedIn questions, Tracy, we ask this question to each guest that we bring on. And that question is, as a LinkedIn advisor and someone who helps every, everyone from startups to entrepreneurs to mid to, you know, small to mid-sized businesses, what is the most common problem that your clients are coming to you to help them solve? Yeah, I think, um, in, oh, doing this for, gosh, what, nine, 10 years now, um, the biggest problem I find that folks have is... LinkedIn is overwhelming. LinkedIn has a lot of bells and whistles that other social media platforms don't have. So navigation is the first part of it. Secondly, um, you don't need to do everything that LinkedIn has to offer in order to make a really good income using LinkedIn. And I think that many people feel like they have to do it all. Mm, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then it becomes overwhelming and then they just don't do it. They quit. You know, that's what people do when they get overwhelmed. So I think that is the biggest problem. Um, trying to find things or things change. I mean, all social media platforms, they, they change things up. But I think LinkedIn has, um, since Microsoft took over in 2016, 2017, they've done, they've made a lot of changes. And even more recently during the pandemic, and we've, they've seen a, a huge growth spurt through the pandemic. And then the people that were on LinkedIn already were now coming in and starting to use LinkedIn and then they're like, I don't know where to start. Right. You know, it's so. like that cartoon where your head explodes and like <laughs> right. smoke comes out because you're like, what do I do? Right. I think that's a really good point that you just brought up because I actually watched a recent, you know, live stream kind of podcast style show that you had where you walked somebody through their profile and pointed out all these things mm -hmm. that maybe they were missing or they didn't have right and I actually took one or two of your tips and right away was like, oh my gosh. And I had to go to my profile and change a few things. Um, so we're going to dive into this in just a minute, but we're really excited to have you here, Tracy. Do you, do you find that this question or this problem of not knowing about all these bells and whistles is pretty consistent across the board for your clients, regardless of their industry or where they live? Yes, I do. And I, I think that is the biggest challenge that folks have is like, where do I start? Like, I've got all these things. I got all these menu items. I've got the newsfeed. I've got my connect, my network. I've, you know, how do I utilize all this in a, um, in like a strategic fashion? And, and then, you know, um, they don't people, and then people can't find things. And I think that's the biggest challenge. A lot of times when I start coaching, we just do a whole session on navigating LinkedIn. How do I do this? How do I do that? And with a lot of my clients, I give them another 60 days after um, after our sessions are over to ask me or anything to email me. 
And a lot of times it's like, I can't find this. And it's still, even though we do a navigation, of course, I'm in the trenches every day. And every once in a while, I get stumped when something new comes up, you know. But um, yeah, so I'm doing these little loom videos and and sharing with him. All right, this is how we do this. This is how we do that. And (laughs) so, um, yeah, because there's just a lot to LinkedIn. Um, You know, and so like Instagram, there's not a whole lot. You got reels and you've got live video or TV and then you've got the posts and then you can do some ads. LinkedIn, there's so much more. And then there's additional tools that you can subscribe to that LinkedIn has to offer for your prospecting. And that just adds another layer of overwhelm. As well. funny, totally. And it's funny as we enter this digital transformation, right? Where the world is all going digital. It's funny. You just mentioned loom because AV messaging and conferencing is, is a big part of what happened this year in the world, especially because of the pandemic. And we're really proud with our platform Engage to have that as, as an option for one of our free tools. Because video conferencing nowadays, I mean, look what we're doing right now. Right. We do this live stream, right? Video conferencing video is a very, very key part to not only connecting with people, but also, as we're going to learn with our, our engaged digital marketing news of the week, video and live stream is very important for our posts and our content as well. Oh, my gosh. So many people joining us. I've got another original engager, Clyde, joining us all the way from the Netherlands. Clyde, welcome wow. back. Awesome. And then Angela's joining us from Colombia. This I love it. I this love it. What a great turnout. I'm really excited that you guys are all here. Let me go ahead and pop up on the screen for our viewers. And if you're listening to this in podcast form, don't worry, we'll talk through this. But here's a look at what we're going to be talking about today. So we're talking about LinkedIn lead gen, proven strategy, and also mistakes to avoid. So we'll work our way through this talk here with Tracy, but we're going to start off talking about proven strategy, things like creating target persona creating prospect list, creating and generating awareness, initial messaging, and then taking the conversation offline. We're going to kind of touch on a few of those items. Then we're going to get into some profile mistakes. And I'm sure Tracy, she's actually already smiling pretty big going, oh yeah, I can talk all day on that. We're going to talk about profile mistakes and maybe even get to some messaging mistakes as well. I'm sure I'm in the the club of mistake messenger type people, because I don't think I realized how important it is to really create the connection early on. And that starts Mm -hmm. with even just connecting with somebody. So Tracy, let's start off our talk today by talking a little bit about, you know, proven strategies and things that you feel work well, you know, on the LinkedIn platform when you are trying to achieve more leads or more clients or getting your message out there. So let's, I mean, I'm not even sure how to phrase the question because there's so many things that we can talk about, but what do you think about prospect lists? We can kind of start there and creating a target persona, you know, figuring out who your target demographic, how important is that, you know, as you're getting yourself out there on LinkedIn? Well, I think, you know, what worked in the past using LinkedIn when it was still relatively new Um, people could just go in and start connecting with everybody, anybody and everybody, and people are having great conversations. But now there's so many more people on it worldwide. I think it's what, 750 million people worldwide. Um, And and people are a little bit more, um, oh, how should I say this? I think they're 
they're not as quick to reply to messages or anything like that because the platform has been abused. And what happens is now more guarded, would you say? Yeah, more more guarded. guarded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think the conversations that I had nine years ago, I couldn't have the same conversations today. Mm -hmm. You've got to change that up because of the abuse of the platform and abuse by abuse. I mean, like the spam, you know, Uh, and that might be following in some of the messaging mistakes. Like when you're connecting with somebody and sending them a connection request, you're selling how do you know I want what you have? Or how do you know I need what you have? How do you know I even care? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, so sad, but it's so true. <laughs> and as the queen who went from a, a demo girl model, right? Demo in-store person to basically someone who was heading statewide territories, multi-state territories in such a short time, you know how to sell. So if you're experiencing that, right, where you're getting kickback or you know, you're not having the success you would like, you know, based on trying to message and trying to connect, then we are all obviously feeling that same (laughs) pain point. Yes. I went through the growing pains. It's like everybody else's and you kind of really got to find what works for you. But at the end of the day, people want somebody who's on the other end to be real. Don't sell me something until you get to know me to even know that I, you know, need what you have and you want to get on the phone or whatnot with you have a conversation don't go for the jugular the minute you connect with somebody. That is an absolute no-no. Um, and you got to be personal. Look, I'm, I'm having a conversation with you, Marissa, right? Mm-hmm. Right? That's how you should have a conversation with people through text and messaging in LinkedIn. It's the same thing. You know, it, just like you're having a conversation with your friend. So, <clears throat> and then of course, you know, through that messaging, you know, it, there are some sales skills there to move them into an offline you know, manner, whether that's in your email list or a conversation or a Zoom call or in person, whatnot. And I think that is people are trying to mass market on LinkedIn. And I think at one point years ago, that was a lot more achievable. But now with LinkedIn making some serious changes the last couple months, that's not achievable anymore. So you really have to sit down, develop a prospect list. Who is it that you want to target? What are their demographics? What are their titles? What geography? You know, where do they live? Um, What kind of income? Because you want to make sure they can pay you, right? What kind of income? Are they male or female? I mean, depending on what it is that you're selling, whether it's services or products or software, um, you really have to dive deep, not only into, you know, just the demographics, which, you know, Sales Navigator is one of LinkedIn's membership prospecting tools that is amazing. And that has all the filters to really, you know, refine who it is that you're trying to connect with. But you need to dive deeper and start, you know, what are the psychographics? Okay, because this is a lot of what are, you know, how you're going to create your profile and how you're going to overcome objections in messaging and even actually even to create content for articles or the LinkedIn newsfeed or events like today, you know, you put on an event or anything like that. Um, And the psychographics would be, you really got to dive deep into what are their fears? What are their ultimate desires? um, Who are they following? What influencers do they follow? um, What are their hobbies? If you can get to that. Um, And you need to, to really define of, or, or who, who have they tried in the past? So like what companies, or your, it could be very well your competitors. Have they tried in the past? What did they like about them? What did they dislike about them? That way you can differentiate yourself from, from
from them and you've already done that through your profile. So you've overcome already objections already before you even, you know, start a messaging campaign with these folks. So I think that is what the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes that people don't do is take the time to do this offline. They just go for the gung ho and start writing out their profile and they're missing very key things in that profile. So interesting. What I'm hearing you say is something I'm sure we were all taught growing up, right? Preparation is half the battle, right? right? So it's not just like, oh yeah, I got this great photo and it's going to be a great profile photo. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put my resume up on there and, and, and this, that, and the other there, you really, I mean, especially when they say, you, you know, the first perception, you only have one time, right? What's the thing? Once the first, wait, you have one chance to make a good first impression. first impression, right? Sometimes, right. Especially if you're connecting with people that may be your perfect target demographic, that perfect prospect, when you're connecting with them, if they come back and even look at your profile, you want to make sure that it's spot on and, and, and your profile is engaging to them and they are going to see there that you have something to meet their needs, right? Or a service that they could benefit from. And, and I mean, you get that one chance to make that impression. Right. So by doing this, we call this foundation work by doing the offline foundation work, which, by the way, is applicable to all the rest of your marketing, not just LinkedIn. Right. So um, so you do it once and then you you're done for, you know, whether it's online or offline. But um, by defining that and doing that prep work, the foundation works, a lot of the information that you're going to come up with is actually going to be placed in your profile. It's how you're going to write it. Because people at the end of the day, when they land on your profile, they want to know what's in it for them. Hmm. Right. So they want to know how is it that you can help them or what can you help them with? How do you do it? How you're different from your competition? And at the end of the day, what results can they expect working with you? That's really what they want to know at the end of the day. Um, and so that's very much a part of, you know, it should be client facing. Your profile should be very, very much client facing. But don't forget, there's also the human side to the profile as well. And I think here's another profile mistake is people are forgetting to fill out the rest of the sections. Look, I I can't tell you how many times more than my hands and my toes put together that because I have my military experience in the education section, I know somebody has scrolled because that's kind of getting down to the bottom of the profile. And that is one thing I'll get a message of, hey, I didn't know you were in the Navy. I mean, just recently, a couple of weeks ago, I wouldn't have been on this podcast as a guest had I not had military experience. And I connected with this fella. I asked him to connect with me. And before he connected with me, he looked in my profile. He connected with me. And I didn't even have to say, hey, thanks for connecting. He messaged me immediately and says, I love that you're in the Navy. So was I. We just happened to be in the same era, the same arena in aviation. And that struck up a great conversation. And I ended up, he invited me as a guest on this podcast. Instant connection. Yes. Instant, um, not necessarily. There you go. Likeability. Establishing the likability. So like years ago when LinkedIn had, they called the interest section, which was really cool. We knew how to, like it was an advanced strategy where we use it for keywords because LinkedIn after all, at the end of the day is a search engine, right? People are typing in keywords, your prospects are typing in keywords to find products and services to to solve their problems, which you do, right? So we had the interest sections and I really wish they would bring it back. I mean, I'm on the LinkedIn advisory team and I don't know how many times I say, will you bring the interest section back? (laughs) But like I would tell people, look, 
it, let's say you're you're in Kansas City and you're both looking you're looking for an estate attorney, right? And you find two Cadillacs of estate attorneys on LinkedIn. But as you're scrolling through their profile, you find out that one of them is actually an avid golfer and you just happen to be a golfer yourself. Which one are you more likely going to call first? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> exactly. exactly. The one who is people want to work. And this is the, my acting teacher used to say this all the time when I was in acting school. People want to work with who they like right? And yes. who they have relationships with. And that is why the same actors, and I've said this before, you see the same groups of actors all doing movies together over and over and over. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. You think they like each other? I'm pretty sure they probably, like probably. <laughs> Romance for the highest power right there. So that's a, an excellent point. So making your profile, this is a great takeaway tip that's simple. Making your profile human and have a human quality. And, and people want to know more about just, I graduated from Harvard and this is my degree. And this is what, who are you? What's fun for you? What do you do? Yeah, in your what's the volunteer? Did you do any volunteer work? Mm -hmm. um, how about organizations that you support? Not just the ones that you belong to, but how about organizations that you support, whether it's monetarily or you're really active within that organization? And then tell a little bit about what your role is and what you do for them. Don't just list them. You know, people want to see what what you know, how you've been active in your community and things like that. So um, and I think that's another profile mistake is, you know, people will just list the stuff. Well, tell me more about it. Tell me, look, I, you know, being a, in the Navy, I know what Wounded Warriors is, but probably somebody doesn't. So share a little bit about what, what the organization stands for and then how you play that role within the organization. That's that likability factor. And somebody will get behind you. I'm like, I really like that about you. You know, then they're more responsive to connecting with you, replying to your messages, because trust me, when you send out connection requests, people are going to go look at your profile first before they decide to connect with you. That's and true. It, it really is. And actually LinkedIn shares that with you. How many people have viewed your profile in the last 90 days? So, you know, when people are looking at your profile, because you can go see who's looking at your profile. And that's pretty cool. And I'd love to hear from those of you watching. And by the way, Juvelin, I see your question. So I'll pop that up in just a moment for Tracy. But I'm curious to those of you who are watching right now live on LinkedIn, how does it make you feel when you see someone look at your profile? Just curious, because I know I get excited. I'm like, I'm relevant to someone, like someone wants to know more about me. So how does that make you feel? And do you then go and look at their profile? Curious. Oh. Tell, tell me how that how that plays out for those of you watching. I would love to know your thoughts on that. You Great know, tips. Great tips. And I'm going to tell you what, folks. Yeah. Go look at who's seen your profile. Now, if you're on the free plan with LinkedIn, you only get to see five people per day. If you are in the business premium or the sales navigator, you can see everybody in the last 90 days. And if you're not going in there and at least checking it out once a week on who's checking out your profile, they could already be first connections, but they're looking at your profile for a reason. Reach out to them. If they're second or third connections and they didn't send you a connection request, then go send them a connection request with a, a like personal I see note. You, I see you checking me yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because they could be a great, those are, there's like hot hot prospects in that who's viewed your profile, I promise, you know, and it's free. Well, unless 
you know, you're on the free plan, but you know, I mean, when you really get going, you want to see who's checked you out in the last nine days. Sometimes you even see your competitors checking you out because they don't go anonymous before they go look at your profile, (laughs) which I love. Or you might see an ex-boyfriend or two or ex-girlfriend or two (laughs) checking you out. And then you're like, look at me now. Um, Great tip, Tracy. And you know what? That's an easy tool. And you have to remember just like any social media platform, LinkedIn is there for you to be active on. Don't go set it and forget it, right? Get your profile up, do, 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 and then not look at it. There's so many tools. And certainly after our show today, you can connect with Tracy. She has a great masterclass. She's got like a lot of really great assets that she can share with you to help you understand more about LinkedIn. But it's not set it and forget it. It's meant to be interactive, And all of these different bells and whistles, as Tracy says, I like that because it's like buying a car. All these bells and whistles are tools for you to use to boost your engagement, get more leads, become more relevant. So let me share Juvelin's question with you, Tracy, and let's see how we can do um, giving her some insights. So Juvelin's question is, how can you sustain a good conversation on LinkedIn without making your prospect feel that you're about to introduce them to a product or service? Interesting question, because are you probably trying to do that eventually? Probably, right? Well, or maybe oh, you're- Come on. I mean, the folks on, on LinkedIn, they're not dumb. <laughs> they know at some point you're, you have a reason to connect with them and it's not just to have 30,000 connections, <laughs> right? Talk you usually have right. some sort of ulterior motive <laughs> for connecting with somebody. Um, what I like to do and, and like, so I just did a a podcast campaign where I want to be a guest on podcast. Now I have two motives. One is, yeah, I would like to be a guest on your podcast, but I'm not an appropriate guest for every person that I connected with, but I also have a very big network. And for those that actually take guests, I like to give referrals for free just because I want to provide value and give something to somebody first before I ask anything for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And trust me, it was it went gangbusters. I think I like got like 20 interviews immediately. But then for the ones that I wasn't appropriate for their podcast, I sent out referrals. And in fact, one of them turned into a business deal for him, which was wow. really cool. Yeah. With a past client of mine. So, um, you know, so know before going in when you're connecting with somebody, ultimately what you want from them. Um, mm-hmm. But take the time to go look at their profile, go look at their websites, go look at their other social media. If you can find them, go, you know, check something out, have a conversation with them because then they're more approachable when it comes time for you to ask for a meeting. It is doing the preparation and the Mm -hmm. homework. It is buttering up your parents and cleaning the house before you ask (laughs) for money for the mall, right? Because then they're like, wow, they've done something really nice for me. Especially if you're talking about your system with the referrals, then they feel like you guys are a team versus your kids. Your your kids clean the house and then you come home and go, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Put in the work if you want right. something, right? Before right. Put your hand out. My dad would always say, what do I look like, an ATM? <laughs> um, I wanted to share a really nice comment about you, Tracy. So, of course, I want to share that with everybody. Adam says, Tracy is a genius. I highly recommend a conversation with her. Thank, thank you, Adam. Adam is a new client. So thank you for the, the wonderful vote of confidence. 
Oh, that's really nice. I like that this live stream can bring together maybe potential prospect clients for you, Tracy, or new subscribers for Engage, and then also to be able to hear and share experiences from previous clients. It's This is a really cool forum. Live stream is where it's at. Brenda wanted to share that until I started working with Tracy, I had no clue how important your profile was to making a connection. I've learned so much about promoting my products and myself in the LinkedIn community. She is also a Kansas City gal and I love her to death. And I'm going to just let you all know, I love Brenda and she has some, she comes up with some of the most wonderful taglines for what she's doing. She's in the health and wellness arena. And I'm like, I'm glad all our conversations were recorded. I'm like, that's gold. Put that in your profile. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That makes me excited to hear also that Brenda's in the health and wellness arena because mm -hmm. people have opinions about which platforms work best for what products and services. Mm -hmm. Do you have an opinion about LinkedIn working better for certain things or do you feel like there's room at the table for everybody. What's your opinion on that, Tracy? I think there's room at the table for everybody. Um, I think depending on what you're selling, let's say you're more business to customer than you are business to business. Mm -hmm. It still can be achieved in LinkedIn. It's just going to probably take a little longer, you know, so um, and, and I've seen a lot of, you know, industries, they're really capitalizing if they're more business to customer, they're really capitalizing on content in the newsfeed because then they can do videos and things like that. Then if they are business to business, we're, we're probably going to, we're still going to put, you know, content in the newsfeed, but we're probably going to do a more of a one-to-one -one approach with messaging and connecting, you know? So, um, but yeah, but Brenda, I want to let you guys know you're never too young or too old to be using LinkedIn. I have a couple clients that are, are a little older and they're just knocking it out of the park. Really. I've got a client who's in his seventies. And he just through LinkedIn, he just sent me an email a couple of days ago and said, I have a meeting with the CEO of one of the largest uh, health. Um, what do you call it? The, not gym. He didn't say it a gym, but it was like a, when it like the CEO of like like a big gym. A fitness company. Yeah. Fitness company. Yeah. yeah. All through LinkedIn. And wow. it all started with his profile. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like I think Walt is like 72, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, Walt Cameron. Yeah. He actually just left Didn't a comment Walt? for you. He's watching. He yeah, said, he well, well, I don't know your age and I'm sorry, if, but uh, <sighs> Walt is brilliant, by the way. So uh, he's a, uh, he's brilliant with finances. So if anybody needs help in that arena, he's fantastic. So well, Walt just shared that you did a great job basically reimagining his profile. He's getting traffic he's never had before. Walt has a question as well. Walt, we'll get to your question in just a moment. Larry's got a question for you. And I think it's appropriate because you were just saying that LinkedIn is for really anybody. And it doesn't matter how young or how old you are. There's ways to learn. And there's so many different things that LinkedIn has to offer. And Larry wants to know, and I love that he said this. He said, Tracy, I'm a LinkedIn dinosaur, right? Since 2003. With only 4,000 connections, very well selected, he does add. And he's been using the tool continuously for many years to prospect. His stats point to about a 20% success with various approaches. He's curious if you think, based on your experience, that that's a pretty good, a pretty good, you know, turnout for, for his amount of connections and how long he's been on. Or do you think he can up his game? And if so, any tips for him? 
Well, I wouldn't call you a dinosaur. <laughs> I would call you a, an OG. <laughs> um, and I've been on since 2009, so you got me beat. Um, but to be honest with you, I, it's a hard, uh, it's hard to answer that question because I don't know what industry you're in, who your prospects are, you know, your ideal clients are and what approaches you're using. So that would be difficult to say, but I will say this, I think 20% is pretty good to be honest with you. Um, I mean, look at what, what are the email statistics that they say, if you get a 20% open rate, you're doing fantastic in email. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, it just depends on your outreach, but I mean, you know what, 4,000 connections, that's awesome. And they're well-selected. I've got a colleague here in Kansas city. I think he's got over 2000 now, but when I first did an interview with him a few years ago with my book uh, in 2018, he was just using his profile, Gmail. He doesn't have a fancy phone with a camera. He doesn't even have a camera on his Mac. He didn't at the time anyway, and he's an executive career coach. And he only had 1,400 connections. And just using Gmail, LinkedIn articles, and his current network, he was bringing in from LinkedIn alone 100. And I think he said the first year was like $114,000 or something like that. And then last January, before the pandemic, he made $19,000 in just using LinkedIn in, in a month in just using LinkedIn and Gmail and his articles. Wow. So, yeah. So it, it can be achieved. So I think, you know, 20% is good depending on, you know, I don't know what the cost of your product or service is or who it is that you're, you know, who your client is. Consulting you just shared. Yeah. Consulting yeah. services. So. Uh, and I will say this, Larry, consulting, um, it, huge demographic on LinkedIn um, with all various different types of, you know, types of consulting. Um, and, and the competition is fierce. <laughs> Very fierce when it comes to consulting. Even better, about 20%. But how about this, Larry? You should definitely connect with Tracy after our show today because I know Tracy can probably have a look at your profile and maybe you guys could work together and she can help you to make what's working potentially work even better. That's the magic of this live stream is connecting people and giving the audience, you guys out there watching tips and tools to, to go ahead and go do now and implement now. And then we leave you with these great connections you can now make with people like Tracy. You can then help you also down the road to do more. So thank you so much for joining us, Larry. I know you've been watching several of our shows and we really appreciate it. Walt chimed in that he is 74, by the way. And oh, wow. Wonderful. And Larry says he'll connect with you. And Walt's question for you, Tracy, what great questions we're getting today. Keep them coming because we'd rather answer your questions and, and be able to give you some specific insights versus, you know, be a little bit more general. So if you have any other questions, keep them coming. We've got a few more minutes. Walt says, how would you suggest we find podcasts that we could be a guest on and add value to their listeners? Okay, I suggest you use Sales Navigator. That's how I did it. Mm-hmm. And a little Boolean search. Um, and all I did was put, um, you know, probably United States and Canada. Um, and then I put in quotation podcast host. And then I picked an industry. Um, and the industry sometimes worked and sometimes it didn't. And then I came up with a, a list of folks. And then I just went and run down that list. And um, I had to trim it a little bit because there was a lot of podcast hosts, believe it or not, on LinkedIn. Um, and then I did it more by demographic. 
I'm sorry, geographic geography. So, um, and then I went in and I started making connection requests. And so, but now I'll let, let you guys know, I mean, be, you, you can be very selective now because LinkedIn is only allowing you a hundred connection requests a week. Now they have no more mass doing it a hundred a day um, because people were abusing the system. And this is even goes for um, business premium and uh, sales navigator subscriptions. So everybody's getting this limit. So we um, actually just reported this as our news of the week about two weeks ago. What do you think about that? I mean, from the perspective of spam and bots and, you know, people connecting just to make their numbers better. And I I think in in the past, we are going to doing it by the masses. You're looking for the low hanging fruit, which is typically about 3% of probably your connections in there. Mm-hmm. And then, like I mentioned earlier about the, you know, trying to sell me in the invite or the minute I connect with you, you're, you know, going for the jugular and trying to sell this me your my product and my services. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I'm worried. So I think LinkedIn is I'm trying worried. to reduce yeah. the amount of spam that that's happening because he, they really want people to get back to having a, a true and real conversation. Um, and by the way, can you really honestly work with, like, let's say you were doing a hundred a day, um, five times or five days a week, that's 2000 connections a month. And maybe you don't, that's, you send out connection requests a month, but maybe 50%. So can you really honestly organize and manage a thousand conversations in a month? And or if you're doing this month after month after month, that number is only going to grow. Absolutely not. Because even if you're using a bot and LinkedIn, it violates their terms of service and they will catch you eventually um, and they will suspend you for a minute or two and then they'll give you access back and then you violate it again. They'll slap you on the wrist for a couple months. You do it again and you're gone from the platform completely. So um, so I think they're they're really wanting people to start using more content and developing real conversations in the inbox. So I think 400 people a month is probably hard to manage even then at that. I, know, I can't that even point. find when I say, oh yeah, let me f- show you this text I sent, you know, and it was this week. I can't even find texts in my phone. And I think I'm a pretty organized gal. So trying to manage upwards of 500 connections a month, I don't think I could do that. And that, <laughs> again, it's quality over quantity. It right? is. And at that point, right. And so like, so Sales Navigator has some features in it that you can actually create lead lists and account lists. Accounts are companies, leads are people. And you don't have to be connected to them. But once you save them as a lead, LinkedIn now gives you alerts, which is different than the LinkedIn newsfeed. This is based off of just Sales Navigator alone. And you get alerts on people. So like maybe you got some hot prospects and you can, I think, save up to 1,500 people in that. And then you can actually put them in different buckets. Um, and so LinkedIn's going to give you, you know, anytime they posted something, get mentioned in the news or anything like that. And it's really cool. And it stays within Sales Navigator. So you don't have to like bounce back over to LinkedIn, go to their profile, go scroll down, look at their activity, go to the post and then engage with it. You can actually do it straight from Sales Navigator and the alerts on that homepage, which is pretty awesome. What that does is now you're front of mind. You are on their radar. And that's the goal right there. So I suggest that you, you know, um, fill out a prospect list of maybe hot 100 or hot 500. And then go in there and send those folks a connection request and then save them to a lead list and so that you can stay front of mind or top of mind with them and eventually get them, you know, in a meeting or um, a connection from them and starting a conversation. 
It's all about having the right tools. And I know coming from our platform, Engage, you know, having a good CRM system to track, same thing, track your network, track your connections, create relationships. That's what it's all right. about. And that, and that's the reason why I think LinkedIn can hammer down <laughs> on everybody and started setting, you know, connection, monthly connection limits. And now I'm glad they did because again, quality over quantity and that saves us from the people out there who were abusing it big time. Oh, they're still abusing it. <laughs> Trust me. No, no, no. I have these conversations. In fact, I made one guy so mad he blocked me. <laughs> it's so kind of like, you give, like them, you give them stuff back, right? It's yeah, almost just two weeks ago. Yeah, so I just sent him a message because he's, you know, he, I could reply to them if they send me a personal note, right? I didn't connect with them. And I said, hey, is this really messaging working for you? Trying to sell me in a connection or an invite? And he fired back with something rude and didn't even give me an opportunity to reply to him. He just blocked me. So I was like, oh, well, you can win some, you lose some. Oh, man, probably better that way, right? <laughs> You're not sad. I can tell. No, no. It was, in fact, I screenshot it because it was on my phone. So I'm going to use it like in our training coming up. Oh, great, <laughs> great. Well, let me share one more comment from one of our OG original engagers. Clyde said, oh, wow. Thank you for these tips, Tracy. I will have to step up my linked game to voice my services better. Great show, Marissa. Thank you both. Thank Tracy, you, Clyde. Uh, you know, our 45 minute show just literally flew by like that. Um, so I want to share with our audience how they can connect with you after the show. And then if you'll stay and play with me for five more minutes, I'd love to talk about our engaged digital marketing news of the week. Does that work for you, Tracy? Absolutely. Sure. Wonderful. Before we share your details, Juvelin wanted to say thank you for answering my question, Tracy. Relationship building, putting some effort to learn more about your prospect is key to sustaining a good convo. Indeed. I just sent you a request for a connection in the hope of learning more about you. Thank you, Juvelin. Is that, I hope I pronounced that right. Juvelin. Yeah, I think that's right. Juvelin. Awesome. It's very pretty. Pretty name. Well, Tracy, let's say our audience wants to connect with you after the show. Can I send them to your LinkedIn page? You betcha. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> you guys connect with Tracy after our show. Please don't just connect, send her a message, let her know you watched her on the Engage Digital Marketing News, not News of the Week, that's what we're doing next, or Engage uh, Digital Marketing Intelligence Show. Share a, share a tip that you really enjoyed, that you learned from her today, and let her know you really were listening. That's I think that's key too. When you connect with people, again, maybe you don't have something in common, but I know when I've watched content from people, if I really liked it and I go to connect with them, I will leave them a message saying, I really like that video you posted last week, right? This made me laugh or I thought that that was clever. And it shows that there is a genuine interest there and you're not just connecting for the sake of connecting. So make sure you leave Tracy a note and you can get Tracy's best-selling book and a little more information on her profile checklist at this website. Tracy, tell me a little more about what they're going to find on LinkedInToPublishing.com. And I, as I shared with Marissa earlier, I was hoping to have my copywriter and my tech guy build the landing, the new landing page and stuff. But apparently there was a family emergency. So 
This is the old link. But if you go here and you'll get the book that's sitting behind me in a PDF form, you don't need to go to Amazon and purchase it because I'm rewriting this because that was in 2018. And LinkedIn has got so many more cool things to do with content now that I want to add to the book. So um, but the first chapter there talks all about your profile. Um, and secondly, it's a 23 point checklist. We have now created it to a 28 point checklist. And that doesn't even include the new creator studio that you can flip your profile to for those who are, are uh, content creators. So get on this list because when the new free masterclass comes and you'll get the 28 point checklist and all that fun stuff, I will be sending it to everybody that opts in. Awesome. So connect with Tracy, then go to linkedintopublishing.com. You just heard that is where you can stay connected with her and get the, you know, get her book that's out now, be connected. So when her new landing page goes into full effect and she offers her free masterclass on LinkedIn, then you can jump aboard all of those incredible tools. I'm telling you, Tracy, it's not only about tools, but it's about, right, using them properly and taking advantage right. of all these great, um, great ways to make a tool like LinkedIn work even harder for you, right? Um, Walt shared a comment just saying, thank you so much for the great information. Let's do it again soon. Oh, let's, let's do coffee. Love it. <laughs> and then he's like, I have to get ready for a zoom with a LinkedIn prospect. Yay. See you Walt. You're never too young. You're never too old to capitalize on LinkedIn. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Okay. Tracy, stay with me. I want to share this week's digital marketing news of the week. So if you're new to our show, we, this is a bi-weekly show. We took a little time off earlier this week and, you know, to memorialize the nice holiday weekend, but usually we're two times a week. So you can catch us twice a week. And each week we find a piece of news, a tip or a trend to share. And if you're watching and you want to drop some comments in the comment section. Tell us what you think about the news, the tip, or the trend. We always encourage that. And Tracy, I'll share this little piece of news. And I have a feeling I already know your reaction and thoughts on it, but we'll open it up for a quick discussion before we all head into our weekend. So this week's digital marketing news of the week highlights live streaming video as the fastest growing trend in digital marketing today. Now, to illustrate this fact, I want to share this stat with you. So live streaming on LinkedIn Live has grown in popularity by 158% from first to third quarter of 2020. Uh, LinkedIn also noted that engagement on live videos is exponentially higher than posts with pre-recorded video. In fact, live videos average seven times more reactions and 25 times more comments. Surprisingly, Mike Stelzner, Michael Stelzner, host of one of the popular social media marketing podcasts, noted a mere 3% of marketers are currently using live streaming as a function on LinkedIn. So I think, and I'm sure Tracy, you're going to agree with me that the message is very clear that if you're not live streaming, you need to move the needle in 2021 and beyond, and you need to be. And what's really cool about this news of the week is Engage recently launched Engage Live, which is, there it is. It is a whole, um, how should I say, an opportunity for people out there, whether you are an entrepreneur, a business owner, whether you're the CEO of a company or you are, you know, a brand new startup. If you're looking to be live and have your own live streams, 
engage, will produce and help host them for you. So now you don't have to be scared, like, how do I do this? But you can actually come to us at engagelive.com and we can help produce your live streams for you. So that was our Engage News of the Week. What do you think about this, this trend of live streaming? Do you agree that this is this is where it's at for 2021? I forward? totally agree. Uh, like I've shared on other podcasts, I hate being in front of the camera and no longer can I hide behind my my computer screen anymore. I got to get in front of the prospects. I get to get on camera. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, it's important, even if it's just you talking, um, mm -hmm. you know, and always have to have a guest on there. Um, but I will say this, uh, you still have to, um, apply and get approved from LinkedIn to do LinkedIn lives. Ooh, so, good point. Good point. And yeah. will you share with us the, the, do you know the checklist of what you need? I, I know from our end, we had to do two shows and we had to show those shows to LinkedIn, send the links so that they could see what we were putting out to the world looked good, sounded good, and was beneficial in some way to the community. So I fortunately was just given <laughs> LinkedIn Live mm -hmm. um, in 20 summer 2019. I did not have to apply. Um, Microsoft, I don't know, I, I may have had something to do with headquarters in Chicago that saw a profile that I did and endorsed it. <laughs> Could been because it was really weird. I was in Chicago and I got approved while I was speaking out in there in Chicago in summer 2019. Anyway, um, and then they took it away from me because I didn't use it right away. And it took me five months to get it back. Ah. <laughs> I know. Ah. So I had to go in and show all the emails and everything like you guys gave it to me. Why did you take it away? But anyway, um, I think, you know, uh, I was on a clubhouse. Uh, was it last month? I think it was in May, early May or late April with some of the Microsoft and LinkedIn employees. And they were talking about LinkedIn Live because this was the new creator studio that they were talking about for your profile. People were asking about how you get approved for LinkedIn Live. And what I heard from them is that prior to a couple months ago, people were having to show that they had they were developing and posting content in the newsfeed. Mm -hmm. And they had articles and um, they didn't necessarily need a lot of engagement, but that at least they were doing like uh, the native videos and things like that. But I've had people who are doing that and still are not getting approved with wow. LinkedIn Live. Um, and then there's people who are not doing as much and they're getting approved. So I think right now I don't think anybody knows what the magic, <laughs> you know, the magic number or what magically you really have to, to have. But I will say this, they are looking at your profiles first. So it starts with the profile, just like everything else we talked about today. It all starts with the profile. So get that profile up to speed. Um, make sure that it's client centric and that you show you're human and then start putting some content out there. Not all your content has to go viral. Trust me. I hit more fails and I hit home runs. Um, and it's okay. It's totally okay. And then show LinkedIn that you're active and you're engaging with other people and you'll probably improve your chances of getting approved. Awesome. Great tips. Thank you so much for sharing. That was our Engage Digital News of the Week, all about the fact that live streaming is where it's at, that it's growing exponentially, that you need to be live. You need to do live video. You get more interactions, more comments, more views when you do things live versus when you record them and share them at a later date. Just a quick reminder, you can screenshot it. I'll put it up on our screen for everybody. But Engage Live is a new opportunity for you to get help 
with producing and hosting and ultimately getting yourself out there to live stream. And consistency is key. And I know, Tracy, you're going to agree with me. It's not about doing a show every six or eight weeks when you feel like it. You need to be consistent, whether that's weekly or biweekly or twice a week or even once a month, if it's the last Thursday of every month, just pick a date, pick something that works for you. If weekly is too much, it's not going to work for everybody, but be consistent with it. And as we are learning, even with our engaged live stream, it also takes time to build momentum. Rome wasn't built in a day. You're not going to get 10,000 people watching your live stream after your first show. Let's just be real. And if you do, call me and let me know what you did, right? Um, but what so, you can do is yeah. take the link from that show and start promoting it to your network and your email list and on your other social media and drive people back to that after the show. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, listen, Tracy, I want to thank you so very much for joining us again. You had incredible insights. Uh, Ashley says, thank you so much for your comments and insights. And Larry, thank you so much. He says, brilliant again. Thank you, girls. Tracy, I've asked the connection for you. By the way, loved your little cup of coffee. <laughs> thank you. Oh, My iced yeah. coffee. <laughs> your iced coffee. I know, right? It's hot even in the Midwest now, but I'm not yeah. complaining because the winters here are brutal. So you guys, that is all for today. I want to remind you all, if you have friends or colleagues and you know that they would benefit from today's talk, send them over the link to the show. Make sure that you follow the Engage LinkedIn page as well. That's where you can find information on future shows. And we've done a lot about LinkedIn up until now, and we've learned a lot about LinkedIn. And I'm so glad Tracy was here today to share a lot of our insights. Next Tuesday, we're going to dive into the CRM. And our guest, Diane Darling, will join us and share why digital marketing means out with the Rolodex, right? We're not 1980s anymore, Wolf of Wall Street. Now it's all about the CRM to help manage your connections. That's what we're going to talk about next Tuesday. And then next Thursday, jiving right with this week, this week's uh, Engage Digital News of the Week, we're going to talk about live streaming and video content. So if those two topics sound good to you, tune in next week, follow us on LinkedIn so you can get those show times. And don't forget to check out Engage.com when you leave us today because Engage has over 25 tools to help you with your consumer engagement, your customer experience, building relationships as we learned that is the most important thing you can do to grow, to scale your business. And when you connect with Tracy after the show and she helps you with your profile and you start getting all these amazing leads, you're going to need a good CRM to manage your network and manage all of your relationships. So make sure that you check out Engage.com. And last but not least, if you guys have a topic idea for our show, or maybe you have someone you'd like to refer to be a guest expert, you can email me at marissa.m at engage.com. And of course, you connect, you can connect with me. I swear by the end of these shows, Tracy, I'm like, <laughs> you can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. And that's linkedin.com. And it's going to be uh, backslash host Marissa Morgan. That is how you find me, host Marissa Morgan. You guys, another amazing show produced by Engage. Tracy, I can't thank you enough again for your time. Thank and, you. And uh, we'd love to have you back on another show in the future if you're open to it. 100%.
Awesome. Well, we wish you lots of luck with your new website, your masterclass. And again, thank you all so much. Tracy, don't go anywhere. I'm going to end the show, but we'll connect here in the waiting room. So thanks everybody for joining today. Tracy was amazing, you guys, wasn't she? Such an insightful, smart guest. Please go and connect with her. Thank her for joining us on our show. And I will be back next Tuesday and next Thursday with more on CRMs and also live streaming and video content and why it's so important. Until next time, have a wonderful weekend and thank you all for tuning in.